0: Radio show for TV and movie lovers. I'm your lady host, Sonia Stanger, and I'm joined, as always, by my cherished co-hosts, Sean Dunham and Jeremy ligue How's it going, boys?
1: Good, cherished. It's good. It's cherished. going. It's going good. Gosh. Everyone is super stoked to, to be in the world we live in right now, mm-hmm. and we're all just ten out of ten happy. No, yeah. all the Complains.
0: time. Zero complaints. <laughs> Same. And yeah, I do cherish you guys. I just, I feel like it's important to say that in these completely neutral, happy times.
2: (laughs) In these uncertain
0: times. (laughs) For the last six weeks, we were too caught up in the Robin sanity of it all and the delights of WandaVision to even begin to talk about the other things we've been watching. So this week, we're reporting in about everything we've gotten our eyeballs on that we haven't been able to tell you about. And tell each other, also. Because I kind of want to hear. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's mm-hmm. a whole episode of our iconic segment. What you watching? So, yeah. boys, I ask this knowing it won't be a quick answer. What you been watching? Mm.
2: Well, I hope so. We've got an hour, but I, <laughs> yeah. I am excited. I, we, I've been missing the what you watching for the last like month.
1: Yeah, it, uh, the fun, the best part about what you watching is that there is stuff that like one of us will bring that the other two have not heard of. And often that is how we get other show ideas. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, like, oh, have you checked this out? Oh, I didn't know it was out yet. And then we make a show about it. That's what happens. Live on the radio. Don't give them a peek behind
2: that curtain, that velvet curtain.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, it's dusty back there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, velvet velvet dial? Velvet dial? I don't know. It's radio.
0: Mm. (laughs) Right.
1: That sounds disgusting. Radio.
0: Um, okay, who wants to go first?
2: Um, I could go first.
0: Yeah, you go, Sean.
2: So this is something you that go, i was Sean. walking walking. I was watching near the beginning of March and it's called It's a Sin um mm-hmm. on Amazon Prime. And it is mm-hmm. a five part mini series about a group of friends that live in London in nineteen eighty one. Uh, and it's coming of age, but also under the uh, the curtain of the HIV AIDS epidemic, which really starts to take rear its ugly head in these episodes. Um, mm. And also it's like weirdly weird parallels to COVID times. There's like <clears throat> characters that don't believe it or like they're like, this is a hoax. Um, and it's very like, oh, there's always been people like that, eh? Um, and some of them are the main characters of the story. Um, so that's unfortunate. Um, except in that case, there was no cure and no one was searching for one, which was really sad. Um, so, yeah, this I would say the script is maybe not perfect, but the performances are so, so, so good. Um, and it's just one of those, like, obviously, it's a very teary sort of um, season of television, as you might think. But it's also there's a lot of a lot of jokes, a lot of pride, and it kind of leaves you. I left feeling very good at the end of it, even though is there real darkness. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks.
1: Cher. There's like an
2: there's actually a real incredible moment in one of the last episodes where I was fully sobbing, like tears streaming, and then it switched to like hysterical laughter, like very quickly. And I feel like when wow. that happens it gives you like mm-hmm. an extra year on your life. And it was it was, yeah, it was a really good a very good miniseries. And I I would say you could watch it. And nice. you don't have to be in a perfectly uh, good mood because obviously I have been in a slump and I still really enjoy it.
1: Uh I I have been meaning to watch it because mm-hmm. number one, I am a pretty big fan of of the whole British TV. In that, like, things aren't concise. Well, just like, like, everything is like, like, what is this? A five hour commitment?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I right? like, love that it,
2: about British miniseries. Yeah, the like, British like,
1: series. I, I, and, um, but the other thing that I thought was interesting, and this is why I heard about it, it was that, um, the entire thing is written directed by the same people. So each episode is directed by the same guy, which is not terribly common, especially in American TV. And, uh, I'm, well, we'll talk about uh, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I am interested in this, like, like new long-form situation. I don't mm. know. Like, it's not new. And we, we've talked about it before, but I do really like the idea of some individuals being able to, like, write and direct something all the way through. And this is, like, a very prominent version of that.
2: Yeah. Uh, and it's the same writer that wrote Queer as Vogue. He's, like... A... Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the... Something I appreciated was all the queer characters are played by queer actors, that it was just, like, mm. just, like, a small touch, but honestly, it was very, just, like, informed the character a bit more,
1: I think. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's, like, sad that that's refreshing, but it is.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Getting people who've had those experiences to play, play <laughs> them on TV? What? Why did we do that?
2: spring, <laughs>
1: groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Well, uh sounds good. Okay, well I guess I'll go next yeah, you and go uh, next. the only way I can follow the only way I can follow that up with is uh and now for something completely different <laughs>
2: <laughs> This is Peppa Pig or something Um
1: uh no uh this is it, this is really out of the blue for me. I don't know how I got here. Um a while ago I heard about this show and I was like, "Oh, I should check it out." And I totally forgot about it. And then I saw a trailer for it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this looks so amazing! I have to watch it." Um, but there's a, a hiccup there. It's called The Strain. Have you guys heard of this? Oh, strain? The Strain. Strain. Oh yeah. no, no, so, no. Oh. What is it? It's a it's it's a show. It's about vampires, like slowly <laughs> taking over the world. Oh, Okay. Um, and the oh, is it you're thinking of a different one, Sean? <laughs>
2: no, I just was like, this is going to be about a, a sickness, a global sickness,
1: and yeah. I'm it. That. It, that that's how they start with it, right? Like, that's the logical, oh, here's what's wrong. And that's how they sort of approach it. Um, and the guy, the main character, played by his name, I can't remember, Corey Stoll, knocks it out of the park. He does a great job. <laughs> but he is an epidemiologist. Like, they start with the CDC. It's this whole thing. Anyway, on the trailer and everything that I started to watch, like, things had gotten really past the point of no return in the situation. And I was like, I want to watch that. And so I've watched one season of this show. There's four seasons. It's done. It's on Disney Plus, you guys, which is just the craziest
2: I, This is like, like the new star sort of oh, Disney you, thing is
1: hilarious.
0: You, you told us uh, about this, chair, I think, because the poster yeah.
1: yeah, well, I've mentioned that the, the tile under the, whatever, the, the image scary. of the thing the poster. Yeah, <laughs> is 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 terrifying, but uh Child of the Show has like it's right in between all her other shows. Like it's just in there on the on the Disney. Anyway, it's a little awkward, but I I find myself just waiting for it to get to this moment. Like Mm -hmm. I want, you know, like I want, like, I want things to really get out of hand and I'm just like watching it like, oh my God, like another episode where we're just in town dealing with this stuff. And the other thing is that like the world is falling, vampires are running the streets everywhere and there are still people just going to work. Like, they're just, like, living their normal lives in Manhattan. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Sounds anyway. a bit familiar. <laughs> oh, okay, I guess it's a bit more real than I thought yeah. it was. <laughs> Do they also uh, just
0: go to restaurants sometimes, inexplicably?
1: Uh, uh, no, they haven't done that, actually. Well, that They've reserved themselves from... Well, that's because but, um, the vampire
2: doesn't eat at a restaurant. They eat it's... At, your, at your neck, at your
1: body i thought you were gonna <laughs> say the blood bank <laughs> um but uh it is very well done um there's a lot of really great performances a lot of really crazy makeup and stuff and uh there's this one actor a child actor who plays his kid i can't stand him that's probably also why i'm not watching it this much <laughs> this but i gotta the second wait for child the i gotta uh, finish
2: spouted some vitriol again. <laughs> 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 not into children one is he, he many, like a creepily a creepily adult vampire child?
1: Mm. Uh, no, no, no. He he just uh, they just like change his like his whole deal really quick. And at one point, he's like this like kid who's kind of smart but shy. And then like the next episode, he like is like breaking stuff and yelling at his dad. And it's just like this doesn't make any sense. Like this was not how this would happen. But uh, it's it's a little weird. Anyway. I'm I'm just holding out to see this like it's probably the last season where it gets good so I just have to like make my way through God, and eventually I'll our get there.
2: My prayers are with you. I hope that it gets good in the last season. Oh. Yeah.
0: But if also it does, like I'll just you, t- has someone told yeah. you it's good? How do you know yeah. it gets <laughs> You're good? You just
1: sort of bluffing. Uh, I have no I have a few friends who like really love it like through and through really into it have been it it was done in 2017 you guys like it's Mm -hmm. it is yeah 2014 to 2017 um i have a few friends who really love it i have a few friends who really love it because of what happens later so i don't know if i just need Mm -hmm. to wait or you know like what the but i am a huge fan of like things drastically changing from season to season like i really am a a sucker Mm -hmm. for that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so when it happens i will be into it but the first season was pretty good Okay. So far, so good. Catch it on Disney Plus, the family <laughs> friendly. Oh, just look for the tile, the picture of the bald man with the tongue protruding out into what appears to be a piece of beef. Ew! Yeah. And, that's, was, the, you and know, that's the show.
2: If I was Disney Plus, I if you could go on like the kids version or whatever, it would have yeah an artist render all of the posters, but like in a very <laughs> cute, fun way. That's that's that good would be idea. disturbing to stumble
1: yeah, it's just like Aladdin, like, spitting out a party blower. <laughs>
2: but I don't think of the Aladdin poster is the one we're be scared of. Oh, you mean you were going well, to put Aladdin fun... as...
1: Yeah, just a fun character. Oh, got it, like, got it, got, you know. got it.
0: Yeah, but then won't the kids want to watch it? Yeah, probably, yeah.
2: <laughs> They'll be like, oh, it's Aladdin. All right, so there's people. some holes. We'll, we'll,
0: we'll work out some of the details here.
1: Yeah,
2: we'll get there. We're more of an ideas person.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're a it's, concept it's ship. a good
1: idea it's a good idea yeah
0: um yeah. well okay it's funny because we were like oh we need to do what you're watching we haven't done it for a while i was like i have so much stuff to talk about and i do have some things to talk about but the list is really not as long as i thought like i was like i have so many things it's just a few things and one of the things that i have been watching honestly so nonstop, and this is a hot Feel Good Watch Wreck coming at you right now because this is the perfect show to just like turn your brain off to and just enjoy some lighthearted giggles. It's a British game show called Taskmaster. Did I tell you guys about Mm. this already?
1: No. Uh, No, I don't think so.
0: Okay. Um, I keep telling everyone who I talk to because there's nothing else to talk about. Um, It's hosted by Greg Davis, who is a delight, Um, and it's created by a British comedian named Alex Horne, and basically, they just have a panel of five comedians for a season, and they assign them these absolutely insane bananas tasks, like, do this mini golf course with an egg, or, like, fastest one to make a portrait of the taskmaster out of, like, an unusual material like wins. Um, And it's just like, it's just really fun and silly. It's a really funny kind of like reminder of just the insane and strange things we do sometimes when we're under pressure. And there's something about watching people like react to themselves doing that. That's very, very amusing. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of good banter. It's, it's very sweet. If you like, Get bored of one of the panels. Um, oh, I forgot to say the best part. All of it is on YouTube. Because the okay. creators of the show were just like, the world needs this. And so they put it all on YouTube. There's like 11 seasons or something. Um yeah. And yeah, it is truly just a delight. And it's like fun and lighthearted, but it makes you laugh. But you don't have to think at all. So that's that just those are my boxes right now.
1: Uh, I have seen the show, Ooh. and I think it is very, very funny. Uh, I didn't actually know that they were all comedians because I was like, "Man, these people really like <laughs> knock it out of the park." Often, like they are hilarious. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs>
2: these Joe the Palmers um, are really
1: funny. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I didn't know it was all on YouTube. I just thought like a few of them were were on YouTube, but um, well, it is like, uh, well, now it's like more like because it's not really reality TV then. I was like, why do I like this show? Like, mm. that was my whole reaction it's a, it's to it. It's a game like, show, I, was... I would say. Yeah, but it's still with people who are, like, trained to be funny.
0: Mm, which yeah. I think is,
1: is definitely their... Because I was wondering, like, how is everyone so... Like, all of these people they get are really quite good. <laughs> like... <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> this is crazy. But uh But, yeah, no, it's really fun.
2: I feel it's I'm extremely... stressed out about things like that because I am really bad under pressure. And... Mm-hmm. If I if I like I'm the type of person that if I someone asks me a trivia question, I answer the first extremely dumb thing like right away, even though I actually know the answer. <laughs> it's very embarrassing for <clears throat> myself. The family so feud like
0: phenomenon.
2: It's very family feud. Yeah. It's, like it's, what does cows drink? Think and I'd be like, milk and then I'd be like
1: yeah. oh. <laughs> It's
0: such an interesting part of our like cognition and it's just, I mean, it's, like, it's very human, and I think there's something about that that also, like, it really helps a person to connect to it, because you're just like, ah, yes, we are silly. That's very mm. true. But, yeah, very fun. Would 10 out of 10, would recommend.
1: Yeah, um, well, especially on Netflix. God. No, yeah. what, what more could you want? No, YouTube. Gosh. YouTube, thank you. Yes, even right, cheaper. That's the thing. Yep. Yeah. even <laughs> exactly. Even cheaper.
0: And there's, like, one ad per show. It's so great. Um, Sean. Would you like to tell us about another thing?
2: Yes, I would. So this is another series that I watched. Um, and it's called Las Spookies. And it is mm-hmm. a Spanish language um, miniseries that is on Crave. Um, and it's about a group of friends who turn their love for horror into a business. Um, like people ask them to like uh, set up a, a classic... Haunted Mansion to scare out Potential benefactors <laughs> And then they're like okay And so they just like use their horror skills To like put on these wackadoo things um, And it's very It's very funny it's very surreal There's like like There's a character who has an inner demon That he's trying to get information out of uh, And then But the inner demon won't do anything for him Unless he lets them watch uh, The king's speech Because they're very curious to see it <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so like it's just like very
2: weird. It's very weird stuff. And the demon the demon
0: uses they them pronouns?
2: Yes, the demon is the demon is definitely a non-binary demon. Oh,
0: that's
2: They're true. just like a really spooky, weird, floaty specter. Um Ooh. and yeah, the fashion is great and it's so funny and I just have like it was a really nice little it it's also like six episodes. 22 mm. minutes.
1: Oh, yeah. It's how I Man. like it,
2: honestly. I want my series to be done in two days. I don't know why. Yeah,
1: you just you just want a long movie like me. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I'm very
2: noncommittal. A long movie yeah. right.
0: And you get to feel wow. smart for watching something with subtitles.
1: Well, that's true. <laughs> Is that Being a thing nice. that happens?
0: I don't know. Sometimes, you know, I, you're, it's nice to feel I, a little self-congratulatory now and then.
2: I, Honestly, I was I like, I feel bad sub- that I didn't know Spanish because I feel like I'm missing a few things that would mm.
1: be. <sighs> uh, I, f- I feel like uh, the subtitles are the thing you turn on when your kid's making too much noise with blocks, so you can still watch whatever it is you're trying to get down. <laughs> blocks?
0: Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I always yeah. have the subtitles on because, you know, ADHD and auditory processing are sometimes not friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very helpful. Sure. Still, when it's in a different language, it's a whole other story.
2: I always put on the subtitles, but I put them on in like French so I can also study while I'm
1: entertaining.
0: Oh, oui, très bien. Mm.
1: (laughs) I'm just kidding. I do do not do that.
0: We used to do that. That's a thing
1: spoiler recommends to do. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, That doesn't count as French immersion. (laughs) Do you have another thing you'd like to tell us about?
1: Uh, I do. Um, So uh, I'm just. Uh, in 2001, Neil Gaiman uh, published his, his tale, American Gods, mm-hmm. and I meant to read the book for 10 years, and then I didn't. And the show came out, so I figured that that was a pretty good cop-out to what was <laughs> going on. Um, American Gods, I have talked about on the show. I have conf- I have finished Season 3. It is maybe cancelled, very likely cancelled. Mm-hmm. So Season 3 is it. Um, the, Did it wrap up? The off? first season... Uh no. There one oh. one season short. Uh but I'll talk about what happened in season 3 here. Um the first season is really really good cuz you have no idea what's going on and you every time you get a nugget you're like, "Oh, that's amazing." And then season 2 is really good because the performances are great and they sort of like really address like the the African slave situation in America. Oh. And, like, what happened to their gods being pulled over. And it's, like, really a, a beautiful piece of work. And the actors that they got were doing, like, such an amazing job. And it was so compelling. Like, that was the thing I was really interested in. Um, and then in season three, everyone who was good on the show
0: left. Hmm.
1: So Orlando Jones, who was honestly the highlight of the second season, he was gone. Uh, the guy who plays Leprechaun, I can't remember his name. From but anyway he's he was amazing also gone and then um, the kind of God? yeah was, yeah um but Crispin Glover played this insane character that was so unsettling and they did such amazing camera work with him and like all the like they leaned into his awkwardness and made it really something he also left but in the third season he was like negotiating some deal with them so he's in half of it. And then the other half, he's like other random actors or Danny Trejo, like it wow. Why does just keep
0: happening didn't to him. Make
1: any s- it di- I I don't understand. It's so true. all these it's people true, were so written so. off
2: not because not for the story, but for outside things. Is what you believe?
1: It's it sounds like it. There are other lots of other people that left. Um, I don't know if it was a money thing or mm-hmm. a like a. Like a creative differences thing, or like I have no idea they're only three quarters of the way through the book, yeah. so there's still more material, so that's not the situation. I don't know if they're like filling gaps or they must have i I think hmm. um i I finished it more just because I felt like I had to mm-hmm. at some point, <laughs> not because I was like, oh man, I'm really into this show, but uh if you haven't seen it. Watch season one and two, and if you really like it, watch season three. <laughs> but uh, if you if you're just like whatever on it, leave it at season two. Because mm. I have read the book Not and a... I enjoyed it. Yeah, same do mm-hmm.
2: uh, I I don't know why I haven't watched
1: the show. Well, I think now I have to read the book. Like I think that's now what it has really to good. happen. Yeah, for I enjoyed me, the book but,
0: uh Yeah. Yeah. I stalled out on that uh, show. So anyway, hard. I, season uh,
1: I did for a while too, and I had to go back. Had to go back. Um, I, I have a lot of trouble reading Neil Gaiman, especially like Sandman, hmm. which was like the the comic book. It's his like like yeah. his big deal in the comic world. And you look at a beautifully drawn comic page that is just filled with words. Like every inch of it is filled because he would like write in the illustrations. It's very beautiful. It is impossible to read. Yeah, it <laughs> I sounds think. exhausting. Everyone else seems is fine. But anyway, American Gods, check it out if you're into that kind of thing.
0: Well, I, to no one's surprise, have another comfort watch to talk about. Um, Mm -hmm. Did you guys ever watch Next in Fashion on Netflix?
2: Yes. With Tan France?
0: With Tan France and Alexa Mm -hmm. Chung, who I would like to Mm -hmm. marry if she's listening. Alexa, please call me. (laughs) Alexa. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: sorry for everyone who's alexa's i just set off um <laughs> uh i yeah it's basically it's sort of like project runway um but it's like maybe the most gentle reality competition show i've ever seen even more than like some of the baking shows like everyone just was really sweet i feel like there was one gal who was really high strung but like even she was quite sweet and like I don't know, it just seemed like everybody really wanted the best for each other, and like, would be really supportive, and like, the hosts would be really nice and supportive, and sometimes I wish that they'd given them more time on some of the challenges, just because they would be like, make two massive outfits in a day, and it would be like, crazy. But, um, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed it. I don't really know anything about fashion. I kind of like fashion, like, I think it's interesting, but that's definitely not a requirement to enjoy the show. Um, Um, yeah,
2: yeah, I remember being something I remember wondering about was that half of the couples seem to be like, they're my partner for 20 years. We've been working together at the same label forever. And then some people seem to have literally just met. Like, they're like, I don't really know her that well. And I. so I was like, I wonder what the weird casting process was.
0: Yeah, it it is weird because everyone, yeah, was in a team of two for the first like three quarters of the season or whatever. um, And yeah, some of them were like partners and some of them were total strangers. And it kind of sucked for the people who were total strangers because obviously Cause they were just like trying like, to collaborate her. with someone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But We've- I would really like them to make another season just so I can comfort watch it mm. <laughs> and not think about anything.
1: Uh, I did, like, uh, El- well, Ellen and I obviously watched it, not because I was interested in it, but I was, I do remember being very surprised at the, like, because I think in a lot, at from my experiences, in a lot of, like, what I will call workroom situations, people are really positive, and then there are conflicts, but they're usually quite fleeting, mm-hmm. like, that's just the nature of being creative in a space, I think I could be wrong I don't know it's not all drag race people anyway um but uh for them but for them to like not lean on that conflict I thought was pretty yeah. interesting just because it's it's it happens a lot
0: yeah I agree you
1: know Rupaul made a creative <laughs>
0: exactly like I don't i I appreciate that because it's like letting the show be entertaining for itself rather than manipulating the emotions Mm. of the people on the show to make it entertaining for us because also for me that stresses me out when that happens like i don't love it well i mean i kind of love it sometimes because i'm a messy girl and i love drama (laughs) but (laughs) but i still appreciated that it it felt like a very human show in some ways you know okay Mm. well with that uh we need to take a break that's the most eloquent way anyone's ever said that on this show. Uh, it's time for us to take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsors. We'll be right back with more of what we're watching here on Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Tuned into the community. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert. We are going to get back to talking about what we've been watching in just a minute. But first, um, do you guys know what time it is? or?
2: I have no idea what time
1: it is. It's game time, people! There we go, that's what I'm talking about. For those who don't know, or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend literally seconds this week looking for a title related to a topic that these two have hopefully not seen. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a great time. Sean and Sonya, are you guys ready to play the game? Uh Uh-huh. I'm ready. Okay, uh-huh, alright, here we go. Aha. This week's title, this week's title is True and the Rainbow Kingdom. That title again, True and the Rainbow Kingdom.
2: What kind of computerized, random <laughs> phrase is this? Yeah,
0: it sounds like a children's show that was written by a bot. Yeah, um,
2: <laughs> I fed these titles to the bot and it wrote this show.
0: <laughs> yeah. Actually, can that just be my guess? That
2: might be exactly what happened. <laughs> <Can> <laughs> yeah, you can, can go me. first, <laughs> and that can be your guess.
0: Okay, yeah, I think this is a children's show written by a bot. Um, and True is a is um, a little girl with a big imagination. Her name is Trudy, but she doesn't like that, so she goes by True. And what is it? Sorry, the Rainbow Kingdom.
1: Yes, the Rainbow Kingdom. and the, and the Rainbow Kingdom.
0: Alright, so yeah, when she's having her backyard imaginations, she goes to the Rainbow Kingdom and there's all kinds of rainbow people Mm -hmm. and rainbow things, and it's a rainbow time. (laughs) And that's what the
1: show is. (laughs) Rainbows. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Yes, thank you.
2: Um, So I believe that it is an anime, specifically. Um, Oh. Yeah, and it uh, it is about a kingdom that there's seven sort of states <laughs> that, like, uh, and they're always kind of at war with each other. Um, there's never peace in this kingdom. And, yeah, like, when you're in the red state, it is the water is mm. red. The trees are red. The people oh. the people are red. But so it's very wow. obvious when someone crosses a state line. And there's not a lot of peace. It's, like, a, a lot of turmoil. Um, Enter a small child named True, <laughs> literally the same as yours, almost. But I mean, yeah. they they are they are completely stark white, unlike anyone else in the kingdom. And the seven representatives of the of each state believe that, as the prophecy foretold, this person is here to unite the kingdom, and um and so they go against they join forces against the. Uh, forces of Darkness, to giving a whole new true. meaning to
0: the term "white savior." <laughs>
1: oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe I shouldn't have had yeah, this. is quiet. true. <laughs> I <don't>, I, Sean, <laughs> I think you're onto something here. And not only that, but I think the bad guy should be named Hugh. Oh my god! This oh, can go, yeah! Get a pen and paper. This is going to TM TM TM, TM 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 <laughs> 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 um, TM. Or like, false. all right, well. Um, I'm happy that neither of you got this. Oh, you are. I'm gonna I'm gonna read what the uh from you guys getting it wrong? Yeah. No, because I think you guys surpass what I like what is actually being created and put out into the world. Um True in the Rainbow Kingdom is an American animated children's web series (laughs) that uh that we watch on Netflix. So you guys had that part right. Um there's a huge fan of the show in my house. I am going to read this paragraph. Yep, yep, that's who it is. Uh, I'm going to read this paragraph. I cannot tell you what this show is about from watching it. Like, I cannot understand what's happening, what the plot points are. They reuse a lot of stuff. Anyway, the, the, the main character, her name is True. That's literally, there's no, it's not Trudy, it's just True. I don't know why. But True in the Rainbow Kingdoms follows True and her best friend, be the Cat, that's not explained, <laughs> as they help the whimsical citizens of the Rainbow Kingdom and wondrous colorful universe filled with delightful and fantastical citizens. True is the only one with the ability to activate the magical powers of the wishing of magical powers of the wishes of the wishing tree. Mm
2: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's that's
2: kind of it. Oh, that's it. That's the end of the title? <laughs> yeah, oh. I, know, I have
0: no idea. And and then it's a rainbow time filled have, with rainbow people. And, I was right about and that. And
1: activate it the is, wishes of is. the wishing tree. And it is incredibly confusing. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is made for people of who are have reached the legal age and gotten stoned for the first time,
0: or <laughs> children. <laughs> <gasps>
1: uh, you guys, thank you very much for playing the game.
0: Thank you, Jay. Thank you. Uh,
1: and I guess I'll it be interesting... putting this on my to-watch list.
0: Yeah, Oof. sounds like That's it. True. It's true. Not to be missed.
1: That's what I've been watching.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's get back into talking about what we've all been watching. Well, not necessarily all of mm-hmm. You know what I mean, you guys.
2: Oh, we know. Sean.
0: <laughs> Sean, please let me stop talking and you do it instead.
2: <laughs> okay so i um have heard a lot about this film and i've never seen it before but then it popped up on one of my little streamies and i was like perfect opportunity it's a 1991 film called soap dish um and it stars sally field our favorite it stars a young uh robert downey jr literally like a 24 year old robert downey jr um a we got a kevin klein we got elizabeth Shue. We got Whoopi Goldberg.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like,
2: it's very star-studded. And it's, the plot is the behind the scenes um, machinations behind a hit soap opera. Except that the mm-hmm. real people's lives are mirror soap opera storylines. Basically, the entire time. Oh, that's fun. It's kind of a send-off. A send-up. Cool. A parody. It's very fun. Is there a moment where... Uh, a person is exposed as trans, and then they're a villain. Yes, as a classic sort of soap opera trope. But, um, but I really love that actress. She—I forget her name—but she is, she also the villain in Casper. Do you know who I'm talking about? <laughs> <I'm trying laughs> she's a, a very and she has an extremely recognizable voice. She's a blonde, and yeah. Anyway. Why can't I think of her dang name?
1: Basic Carrie Fisher?
2: Carrie Fisher's Carrie in it, Fisher's but she...
0: not blonde?
2: She is in I'm it joking. as a sort of skeezy uh, executive.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, nice.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really fun. I enjoyed it a lot.
0: That sounds fun.
1: Cool. I've never heard of this movie. I should check it out. This is why we do this.
0: This is. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is it Kathy Moriarty?
2: It is Kathy Moriarty, I think
1: so. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's a great villain, it, so if, you, if you heard literally a
2: second of her voice, you would know exactly who she did.
1: Yeah, I saw it. I saw her face and I knew. I saw it and I knew.
0: I'm gonna look
1: her up. Well, thanks, Sean. I'm gonna check that out.
0: Yeah. Uh, same. Um. Jer.
1: Yeah. Uh. I I would like to bring up. We briefly talked about it. I believe Sean has watched it, and I'm excited to hear. I I think you had told me you concluded it, um. But. Uh, I, I not only did I watch the Snyder Cut, but I rewatched the Snyder Cut. Oh why? Which God, is probably dear. yeah, which is probably not a good thing to do. Like that's not a that's not a healthy no. that's not a thing that a person should do in a two week span. I think but the listeners should know that the Snyder they're... cut
2: is four hours long, and for Jeremy yeah. to mm-hmm. watch it twice is mm-hmm. takes precious moments away from his family.
1: It's a they shit. are contemplating I, I adding twice, that to the next not...
0: edition of the DSN.
1: <laughs> just so you, know. <laughs> Uh not only did I watch it twice, but I watched it twice without like watching episodes. like I just watched it through twice. The second time I was doing some other stuff. I've got a Nintendo Switch. It's fine. Um. Anyway, <laughs> um. Brag. uh the, I I, I must admit that I am like really in this quandary about whether or not we should be recutting movies. Mm because i don't know if you guys have seen the green lantern which is a a a horrible movie with Ryan Reynolds from long ago yeah. I'm but not there really have been DC some
2: queen, but...
1: that's that's fair it was it was in the before time as well and it's hard to think about the before time but there was a mm. before time um but uh you know it, they're like it's come up and all this you know this kind of stuff like should we be re-editing them all this kind of things and I think what's interesting is that it's a way more enjoyable movie when it makes a lot of sense as before when it didn't make a lot of sense, which is what we're all yeah. sort of.
2: I had um, never seen the original Justice League, but every every do everything I've heard of it is that it literally has no like you can't make hide nor hair of it because it's it's just two mm-hmm. hours. And yeah, he shot he shot a four hour movie. Mm hmm. It's like trying to film, or it's like trying to show Marvel's Endgame in like one, in one Mm -hmm. three hour
1: movie. But also they had like, like Joss Whedon changed the story and like re-edited it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The thing that I would like to bring up for discussion around the table, if you will, uh, have you guys heard about this Wonder Woman thing at all with regards to the two cuts? Mm -mm. There's a bunch of jokes. That happened in the other cut. And they really didn't make a lot of sense. But all of them were about putting Wonder Woman down. Like, it's super obvious now that they've been removed. And, like, there's one where the Flash trips and he lands on her. And he, like, he's young. He thinks she's really beautiful. So it's, like, a thing that they played with. But it's kind of weird. Like, mm. it's kind of a creepy thing. So they, like, cut that out. And there's, there's like, three of them that just get, like, there was one shot where they digitally put her in so you could see her butt. Like, it didn't make any sense. Like, it was just, like, all these things that are so strange. But the, the difference funny. between the... T-
2: oh, sorry. I was just yeah, going to say, go- like, Diana as a character has, is like, has no sense of humor. Like, her thing is that she mm. is serious and I do the job. and I yeah. And I don't know why you're not also being serious and doing the job. So it would be very weird for someone to just dunk on her. <laughs>
1: Um, but the the reason that I kind of rewatched it, and I might rewatch the Batman vs. Superman because she's in that too, but I don't know how I feel about it. But like, she is much more believable and like Wonder Woman ish in the Snyder cut than before by a pretty huge margin. And the first time I just didn't really realize it, but watching it again, like with that in mind, it's really evident and very strange to me but um in that regard they did an amazing job in like like portraying because uh, like wonder man wonder woman's kind of like this, the female superman right like that's the oh they she's all got, intense. there's too many men's and women's
2: also just that yeah. um gal gadot is so athletic and it actually yep. it maybe worked against okay so this is the first time i'd seen ben affleck as batman it kind of existed mm-hmm. ephemerally, ephemerally for me because I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess that is a thing," but I had never mm-hmm. seen it until this, and it was—it's honestly ridiculous in my opinion. But <laughs> like, and anyway, there's like scenes of them fighting, and he is just lumbering around and just like, kind of like hoisting himself up places, and she is the most athletic person ever, and she just is moving mm-hmm. so fast. It's, like the scene where. There's like a lineup of school children. This is like yes. hilarious. like these <laughs> the stakes are so high. A lineup of school children and a man is <laughs> shooting at them with a machine gun. And she is just like running in front of them, like hitting the bullets with her cuffs. And I was like, this is a crazy. You were so sporty. <laughs> you are so anyway, spunky. to like yeah. to flash it back with like even Superman where he like all he does is kind of just like punch and like kick like it there's yeah. not there's not really huge amounts of athleticism shown by them it's just like power it's Honestly true.
0: Sean that's me talking no, about it's, every it's superhero true. movie I don't know all he really does is like punch and kick
1: That's <laughs> true uh yeah but did you like did you see the the Superman one he was in cuz that like it's like 40 minutes of fighting and it's like we get it like we we understand they're fighting like we can we can move on and still, they just keep yeah. pelting each other. It's just like, oh my god, it's endless. Anyway, if if you're interested, check out the the two cuts. If you're really interested, if not on YouTube, there's people who have highlighted what's been changed or taken out, and it just really changes the whole to- whole tone, especially just for her, which is such a weird like. What was Joss Whedon think? Like, why would he... Why is that the decision you made? Anyway, that's all.
2: That is weird. That's I all. I also... I it's want to weird. warn people that I watched it. And then um, I was reading reviews and people were like, Oh, his aesthetic, like Zack Snyder's aesthetic is like oversaturation of color and things like that. And I was like, what? Because I didn't realize that I accidentally watched the version called Zack Snyder's Justice League Justice is Gray. And it's in black and white. And I watched the whole oh my God. I watched the whole four hour black and white film. So don't do that to yourself. And I will literally not watch it again. So I guess those wow. visuals will have to wait for me.
0: Wow, Sean. Okay. That's wow. Hilarious. So keep your eyes peeled wow. for that, listener. <laughs> Definitely. Lest you uh, be tricked. <laughs> I watched a little movie uh, last weekend that I keep seeing on Crave, and I thought about watching it for a while, but then I just never got around to it. So finally I did. It came out last year. Um, It's by Steven Soderbergh, and it's called Let Them All Talk. Have either of you seen this? I have not. No. Okay. It – I don't even – it's about – so Meryl Streep is the star. It it has a very star-studded cast. So we got Meryl Streep, Gemma Chan, Diane Weiss, Candace Bergen, Bergen, Candace Bergen I think.
1: Oh. And Lucas Hedges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh right. Yes.
0: And Meryl Streep is this like insufferable pretentious writer and she's getting this fancy award in Britain but she can't fly. So, her publishing company, who are desperate to get a sequel to her very commercially successful novel, which she hates, um, and she likes her more kind of literary work, which is what she's receiving the award for, um, they offer to send her on a crossing from New York to London um, on this very fancy ship, and she says, if you let me bring these two old friends who I haven't seen for 30 years and my nephew... Then I will do it. um it's the strangest premise for a movie, honestly, and like kind of nothing happens, but I really liked it um basically Candace Bergen is like they haven't seen each other in thirty years, and she believes that Meryl's character um based this very commercially successful novel on her um and it was about her I think her like cheating on her husband like it kind of just gives you crumbs of of clues throughout the movie um Mm -hmm. and so there's just all this conflict but what's interesting is that a lot a lot a lot slash most of the dialogue was improvised so even though they maybe like had a sense of how they wanted the scene to go there was nothing written and it really comes across in that it feels very awkward at times it feels very natural but like there's lots of ums and like pauses and like the pacing is very interesting um, and I went on Reddit after I watched it, because I'm, I'm always just, like, curious what other people thought when I'm not sure what I thought about something, and a few other people thought the same thing as me, which is, and I'm gonna try not to kind of spoil too much, I think this movie is secretly a murder mystery, which is oh. very interesting, <laughs> and I did not think that about halfway through the movie, but... There's just too much allusion to mystery and mystery novels. Agatha Christie comes up a bunch of times. Like, there are just these little faint hints of clues. And I think, Mm. I really think that it's too much to be nothing. But, and this is kind of a spoiler. It kind of is, but kind of isn't. It just, it never fully is explained. And you're never told. Like, it's never unraveled the way, you know, a mystery novel normally would be. So I thought that was Mm -hmm. very interesting, but... Honestly, I really liked it. A lot of people said it was super boring. Um, But there's some really interesting conversations. Obviously, the performances are great. Um, Lucas Hedges, a lot of people took issue with his performance, but I think he was actually just very brilliantly doing like, can we say douchebag on the radio? (laughs) Like douchebag pretending to be earnest. I believe we can as well. Um, And I think he – like, I think it was intentional, but I don't know. Anyway, I would be curious to to hear what you guys thought because there were things I really, really enjoyed about it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I remember when they were shooting this and I was like, what is this movie going to be? It's on a ship. Mm -hmm. It's got Diane, Meryl. Like, it – I was just like, this is going to be very interesting. And also there was, like, rumors that Lucas and Meryl were, like – in a relationship in the film for some reason. Oh, right. I don't know why. Because the so internet cool. is insane.
1: Yeah.
2: Enough. But uh but I never got around to seeing it.
1: But I definitely should. Mm. Uh I I uh I definitely I think I saw a trailer or something for it. I can't remember where. But um Sonia, I have a question. Yeah. I've not seen it. I probably will. I didn't know it was improvised and I think that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um I, I I have met a few people who do, like, the intro, imp, improvised film thing. Mm. And I'm just curious, does it seem like it was made out of order? Because That's, a lot of yeah. people who do the, the, like, improvised film really think it's important to maintain, like, like moving through, like, obviously shut over days and all mm-hmm. these factors, right? But um, uh, a lot, like, a lot of things that have been weird that I've seen always kind of come down to like oh they knew this was coming because with the improv it's nice to like keep secrets from them yeah right, right. So like oh your character doesn't know so you don't know so i'm not going to tell you because you don't need to know anyway just just something to think about yeah
0: it's hard to say I, it it kind of has a very disjointed sense of time anyway and it'll like cut mm. into a scene and they'll be in the middle of a conversation or like it'll cut right as something kind of important is happening um, in this way that I found kind of frustrating, but I actually really enjoyed. Also, like it just it made it very Ooh. interesting. So yeah, I don't cool. know. Mm, I don't know. Okay, we I'll have six-ish minutes left. So why don't we do a lightning round? Shall we?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everyone gets nah. a minute and a half. <laughs> Sean, okay. go.
2: So I'm about halfway watching this right now, but it's the stand. It's also a mini series. Mm. It's based off of a Stephen King novel, which I read when I was a kid. It's, I really, it's a a book by him that I really enjoy. There's a very complicated character in it that I was like excited to see play out on the screen. Um, And it's basically about a illness that takes over the world and kills everyone except for like 0.05% of the population. Um, And then everyone that's still alive is having these dreams that are summoning them to either... Sort of the good side or the bad side, and they all make their way over to the each perspe- each side and it's sort of brewing into a war of the good mm-hmm. versus evil, and it's just like it's really intense it's and I have been enjoying it a lot of great actors in it, great performances, oh, and the structure is I enjoy the structure because it is very they flash they do a lot of flash forward to like each character, like, how they got their way instead of just doing everyone at the apocalypse. Do you know what I mean? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I have seen, they did this miniseries before in, like, the 80s, and that's what they did is, like, they just did it in chronological order, and it was kind of boring, so I think this is a way better choice. And that's what I'm watching.
0: Great job, Sean. Nailed it.
1: i got to watch that. Okay, I'm going to do a bunch. You guys ready? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, Falcon of the Winter Soldier, not done, but still pretty good. Uh, House with a Clock in Its Walls, surprisingly good. I liked it quite a bit. A Simple Favor, pretty good, but the end was kind of like, I, I thought it was a little lame. Mm-hmm. I thought they could have done better. The, la- the last Blockbuster, incredible. You probably should watch. I don't know how you guys feel about Blockbuster, but it's crazy. I kind of want to order a t-shirt. Uh, okay. Godzilla King of Monsters, I hated the new Godzilla movie. <laughs> It was really bad. The King of Monsters one was pretty good. It stars Millie Bobby Brown, And I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs>
0: okay. Was that it? That wasn't even close Does she play Godzilla
2: now. or does she play uh, King Kong? She plays Godzilla.
1: She plays Godzilla. Yeah. No, she plays yeah. Godzilla. Yeah, She's got some
2: good range, I wonder. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: That's really
1: funny. <laughs> I would watch that movie. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's... Uh, the one with Brian Cranston was really bad. Mm. Uh and uh I don't know why. I have a friend who's really into it. And he's like, The new one's out right away and that's Godzilla versus Kong. Um and uh it's surprising how little you have to show a monster punch another monster to get what's going on. Yeah. And in this they understood that and then just didn't show it. Because we know. We already all know. We know what's gonna like we know. So Plus, I wish it was, like, a guy, like, puppets. Like, that's that's yeah. what I want. Yeah, if, like a they, yeah, a suit, if they did it, what...
2: like, just with puppets, that would have been an incredible blockbuster. I'd be so in. hmm mm-hmm.
0: um, Okay, my my lightning round um, is a movie that came out, like, three years ago, and I've been meaning to watch it ever since. It's called Wild Nights with Emily, um, directed and written by Madeline Olnick. Um, it is a... Uh, it's about Emily Dickinson. Um... But it's based on her personal letters and it explores the theory, which I think is a very well-founded theory, that she was queer and had a very long-lasting relationship with her brother's wife, Susan Gilbert. Um, And it was literally erased from her writings and poems by the person who first published her poetry. Um, So this is a very interesting exploration of all of that. This was actually my selection for a little series that the RPL Film Theater does called Regina Selects. Um, yeah, I can say that because it'll be out uh, then. So if you go on Canopy, which is one of the services that we have through the RPL, um, you can watch this movie. And it is really good. It stars Molly Shannon as um, Emily Dickinson, and it manages to be funny, which I think is so delightful because... I feel like there's this kind of cultural myth that Emily Dickinson was this stuffy, recluse, like frail and yeah. you know, melancholy. Mm. And actually that doesn't seem to be the case based on, you know, historical record, but it's interesting how we get these warped versions of women who didn't adhere to the cultural norms of their time. Um, so yeah. Highly recommend that. It's very fun. Lots of ladies kissing, if that's something that you're into. Of if course, you're not Ooh. maybe you should uh, learn uh, anyway that is all the time we have for this week I'd like to give a shout out to Saskatoon's The Garys for the use of our theme song Manitouna my co-hosts Sean and Jeremy everyone at CGTR and to you our sweet sweet listeners for lending us your ears the show is broadcast Wednesdays at 6pm rebroadcast Thursdays at noon and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website and anywhere else you get your podcasts stay safe and have a great week bye
2: see ya bye